Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brenna McCullough, and it's our final episode of 2017. How are you doing, Bren? Yeah, alright, and uh, 2017, a fucking atrocious year for everything except for video games. And then partially atrocious for video games, in certain regards. Yeah, no, there's been some incredible games, and we're gonna have to get to that kind of stuff. Um, Christmas just happened, uh, anything in particular that you got? Anything game-related? Uh, a lot of Monster Hunter, uh, time in, cause I was at the airport for like 14 hours, collectively. Oh, so. nice. Or airport and planes, so that was awful. Um, the 3DS came in handy, though, I'm sure. Oh, God, yeah, it really did. But I <laughs> I had to, like, it sucked, because I had to take a break every now and then, because I'd get some, like, I'd be doing uh, fighting a monster fine, and then he would kill me, like, one time. I'm like, all right, I'm good. And it would just throw me completely on tilt, and he would just bulldoze me, like, the rest of the round. And I just, I just, I would try not to snap my 3DS on the plane. So I was just like, oh, had to take a break for a bit. But Yeah. Yeah, it's good. That's cool. Oh, and uh, buddies of mine also do, do like, a Steam Pollyanna, like, uh, gift exchange sort of thing, because the winter sale is always going on, so a lot of cheap stuff. Nice. And I, I also bought myself the South Park The Fractured Butthole, because it was, like, half off already, and it's only been out for two months. So, you know, quality games there. Yeah, no, I'm seeing a lot of sales for games that it's like, whoa, they just came out this year, and it's, like, almost half off, 30, well, or well, 30, 40% off. It's crazy. Wolfenstein 2, that's, like, 50% off, too, that came out a few months ago. Near um, Automata's only 30 or something at Best Buy. I was like, I'm tempted. Oh, is it? I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's on sale on Steam at all. So, yeah, huh. all right, there you go. You buy it at Best Buy, because you'll get it actually on sale. It's full price on Steam right now. And I might have brought it up on the podcast before, but Best Buy has this like crazy thing. I, I don't, I forget exactly what it's called, but it's like the Inside Gamer Pass or something along those lines. Where uh, if yeah. you pay some kind of uh, some kind of amount up front, you like get access to like two or three years worth of like getting twenty percent off new titles, ten percent off of like used stuff, and like there's it's just crazy. So it almost it's like a no brainer. And I remember so- when I bought my Switch, it like I got that deal just because. It like came with it or something like the deal they were doing. So I was like, "Oh shit!" It's a membership. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty sick. I highly recommend it. You save a shitload of money buying games. Like it's like makes me feel like I'm never going to GameStop again, which is <laughs> really really good. <laughs> I <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry, it is the season, and I've been on a lot of planes, so I'm probably going to get some horrendous flu in about four hours. Oh no. Um, but yeah, I went to a GameStop recently for the first time in years, and it's just like. 50% merch now and then like yeah, it's FIE. 30% games. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. just like, oh, this is terrible. Like even yeah, you know, I don't give a shit about the whole PC like versus console thing. It's just more convenient for me cuz I've moved so much. And right. I bring my PC anyway. But just like I'm so happy I just deal with like Steam or like GOG and stuff and just don't have to deal with GameStop ever again cuz they're just yeah. they're so bad. But yeah, in the gift exchange, we have like a $15 limit. So, buddy of mine, buddy of mine sent me Origami that like ninja shadow light game that yeah, I think I was, you played. Yeah, exactly. I love yeah. it. It's fantastic. I think I'll enjoy it, but I think I'm gonna like be terrible at it because it's it feels like it's gonna be Metal Gear where I try to be stealthy and then as soon as I get caught, I try to fight my way out and die like a thousand times in a level. That's and me. I, yeah, I can't do it in this game like I could in Metal Gear. So No yeah, no running in guns blazing, so to speak. It's just you gotta be stealthy and it's tough. I, I forget if I beat that one or not. I was definitely streaming it at one point. Fuck, you make me want to revisit it. Oh, <laughs> and that's one thing. All right, so this is kind of like a super long tangent to get to the point of Aragami being sure. able to be on my PS4. But one of the gifts I got for my birthday was like from my aunt and uncle was this thing called Craftsman, like something or other. Basically, they send you in the mail like a tool that you so you can build a toolbox every month. Uh, so it, they sent me a hammer with safety goggles and like this brick that says smash me on it. And I was like, oh, shit. So I smashed the brick, and inside of it was a, like a gift card, and it had a code on it. So I went to this website, type in the code, and you could choose from a list of things. It was like, oh, what would you prefer out of this list? Like a uh, extreme car racing experience that you could get uh, set up, or like a hundred dollar gift card to Best Buy. And I was like, fuck, I'll take a hundred dollar gift card to Best Buy. So I grabbed that, and I just stopped there today, actually, before seeing Star Wars: the Last Jedi. We'll have to have a spoiler cast on that someday, because what the fuck? That was crazy. I actually really enjoyed it, and there, I understand why it's controversial. I have a lot of thoughts. I'm still digesting it. 
But um, what I haven't I seen up, it, so tough shit. <laughs> oh, dude, you got to check it out. It's great. Yeah. But uh, what I picked up at Best Buy was a hard drive specifically for the PS4, and it's mm-hmm. four terabytes. And I'm so hyped because for the longest time, I've been like deleting entire games from my PS4 to make room for other games and just like shuffling it around. And it's like a total pain in the ass. Yeah. And I'm super hyped that I can do that. So now that you mentioned Aragami, that was one that most likely got deleted like months ago because I was like, oh, I haven't played that in a while. Let me make some room for some new shit. I'm reinstalling that like as soon as we get off the podcast. God, I just had like so many comments and I just let you go. Uh, first off, uh, my cousin has a shirt that also says smash me on it. Um, <laughs> second- Jesus Christ, were you taking notes? <laughs> <laughs> second, uh, it's a super arbitrary way and like inconvenient way of going about to give a gift, like give a coupon code for like an online store. It's like sm- putting it in a brick. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's fun, but like if you have to do it every day for a month, like fucking give me the code, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> the novelty wears off. And yeah, that's something that annoyed me, like getting back into my 3DS that annoyed me with consoles is such the limited data with it. Like, so it had a memory card and it only had like, I don't know, this might not be right, but only had, like two, two gigs or so of memory on the DS or on the SD card that came with it. So I wanted to download Monster Hunter from the store. It's like, oh, you have to clear up this many blocks, which is Nintendo's weird, like, unique uh, data unit for them to measure in. That sounds like old school PS1 with, like, yeah. memory cards and, like... <laughs> just just call it data. We all know what data is now. Like, we all use it for every other system. Right. Um. So it was only, like, t- two gigs. And I was like, all right, well, I, I'm an idiot. It took me a while, but I finally figured out where the SD card slot is. And I had SD cards from, like, when I used to do video stuff in college. So I just popped in a 16 gig, and they're like, oh, you have, like, 20,000 blocks now, and, like, Monster Hunter is, like, 500. It's like, oh, okay, like, why, data is becoming, like, cheaper and cheaper, especially in SD cards. Like, the 16 gig SD card I bought back, like, five years ago was probably, like, 15 or 20 bucks. Like, why did console, like, especially handheld stuff, insist on making it so, such limited data? Well, even the PS4, you only get so many gigs, and the games take up, like, a quarter of them for one game. Well, that's so the just, thing. The one I have currently is a 500 gigabyte one, but the ones they're selling that I see uh, in stores are one terabyte. So it's like they obviously realize, like they they doubled down on the storage. And I obviously, like, I wish I had a more modern one, but here I am just adding storage, and it's well, it's just so nice. They they had the same problem with the PS3, so it's not that they realized it, and I doubt it was a limitation in technology. Like they didn't develop it until recently. I think it's just saying like. Hey, we'll sell this now. People buy it up because it's brand new and shiny, like without thinking about it. And then, like a year later, we'll release the bigger size so they can actually fit all their games on it. Exactly. So, I think it's just shitty of them. That is, I agree. And yeah. it, like, there's a handful of digital titles I have, like Horizon Zero Dawn. Like, that's like a beefy game. That's, that's a be big. big one. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I don't know. I needed the storage, and hopefully, it'll just perform better, and I'll be able to have like much like much larger library installed on the ps4 instead of having to dick around reinstalling games i've already played just to replay it yeah i forget how big it is but i have a separate like external drive just for games like i put all my steam stuff on there just because they can get so big at times haha <laughs> um and <laughs> i got witcher 3 and metal gear solid 5 on- installed on there and like i'm just gonna have them permanently installed on there like usually if i'm done i'll uninstall the game to free up space but i'm leaving those two on just for the weird off chance that I might someday want to play them again, and I don't have to re-download it all again. Like, same with uh, the, was it, Elder Scrolls Online? Yep. Like, I have that. I haven't played it in years, like maybe a year and a half or two. But, dear Christ, I will not, like, go through installing that all again. Like, I'm just <laughs> going to leave it and take up the space. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand that. Yeah. Um. Also, <laughs> back to the games I got uh, in the Gifts Exchange. Derailed real hard there. Yep, sorry. Um, that's right. Uh, my buddy is a sick, uh, cruel, cruel man and an enabler. So he gave me Enter the Gungeon, which is basically like a slightly different version of Binding of Isaac. Yeah, so, that's what I thought. Oh, yeah. God. Good luck with that. Yeah. Right, well, does the style grab you in the same way? Have you gotten a chance to even play yet? I haven't played it yet, uh, just because I'm playing uh, South Park right now and Monster Hunter and all that. Um. It does grab me. Like, I do like it. I just purposely have avoided it because it's like Binding of Isaac and I'm just going to fall back down that again. Yeah. So, like, I purposely avoided that and I he knows that. And then he bought it for me. I was just like, you son of a bitch. That's like someone having a heroin problem and this person would be like, here, just try crack instead. 
how about this uh, poppy seed muffin? It's okay. It's not made of opiates. Oh, Jesus. Or rather, opiates are made of poppy seeds. Um, Always comparing video games to drugs. They're pretty similar, really. Yeah. <laughs> it, drug addicts are chasing that like metaphysical dragon. We're chasing a literal dragon. It's just made of data, not heroin. But the best combo, video games on drugs. <laughs> I don't know about that. that I, oof, there'd be some that are real bad. like Coffee. What God, you, I'm just kidding. <laughs> there's a part of me that just wishes like all like psychologists were like allowed to do any experiments they want. Like just the craziest ones they can do. And it's just like, what's the worst game to have a bad trip on while playing? And just like see which combo they can get. It's probably a horror game or something, but. Yeah. Um, oh, that would be nuts. Uh, but yeah, I was thinking with so many games that came out this year, so many good games that came out this year, even like okay games or like decent games, like six or seven out of tens, like South Park or Wolfenstein 2, they're 50% off after a few months because there's so many better games. Yeah. So it's just like, it's so rough. Like those would be like game of the year contenders in any other year for the last like decade, I'd wager. But because there's so many good games out this year, it's just like, fuck it. Like, just push them out, uh, cut down the price any way you can just to turn a profit off those after, like, three months. Because, like, now they're just, people are, like you said, people are still buying Nier and Breath of the Wild and, like, all these other, and Horizon. Yeah, I need to also get Neo. There's, like, a handful of titles that are just, like, under my radar. Like, I obviously, they made a big noise in the community, but I just didn't get around to playing them because there's so many games to play. I feel like I played a large majority of, like, the newer titles, like, Zelda Breath of the Wild and Prey or was Prey this Pre- year? I forget. I think that might have been so. late last year. I forget. Either way. Uh, Ukulele, um Prey is fifty percent off and it came out in May. So it came out halfway through this year and we barely shit. remember it. Yeah, that's why I mean and Horizon Zero Dawn, I was like Dawn, addicted yeah. to that. I like burned through that immediately and I still am currently doing the DLC. DLC, yeah. And it's just like there's four games coming out. It's just like oh, come God on guys. Come yeah, on, and I just got something today. Oh, I'll get to it later, though. Continue. I'm, that's all the games I've been playing, but it's it's just there's so many more. And yeah, I got a few on my wish list for Steam, but I'm just purposely not buying them until I got to make some traction on some of these games. Like, hell, I got Banner Saga 2. I still haven't played that yet. I played like an hour of it, and I I bought that like a year, two years ago. But it, <laughs> and it's a great game. It's beautiful. Like, I have no complaints about it other than it's like super, super hard. Um, But maybe I'm just really bad at strategy games. But, like, I, it, it's absolutely great, but I still haven't played it. Divinity 2, I haven't beaten that. I got to, like, close to the end boss and stop. But granted, I have, like, 80 hours in it, so I think I put, I put in my time. I have to go back to Divinity 1 single player because me and my happen. girlfriend is not. Yeah, it didn't happen with me and my girlfriend. Maybe I should just give up on that fantasy. And... Dude, dude, it's not happening with me single player, and I love that game. God damn it. I mean, there's just so much. And that's just, like, such a time sink. So, like, now, if I go back to Divinity 2, I don't know what the hell I was doing. I probably had 30 quests going up one time. So, I, you know, good luck. <laughs> and then there's also all sorts of shit going on with Final Fantasy 15. I heard Episode uh, Ignis is out. I didn't get around to playing it. I heard, I heard someone say it's, like, super-duper sad, and I'm like, God damn it. I, obviously, <laughs> like, I don't know. Is he I the love, comic like, relief? He's my no. He's like more. I think Prompto is more or less a comic relief. Ignis is the serious guy who cooks and stuff. And I feel like he's uh, okay. everyone's least favorite. Like nobody's like, oh, Ignis is the best. But I like Ignis a lot. If <laughs> I could be like, I don't know why he's a super cool, calm and collected. Some stupid shit happens to him in the story, and it sucks. But then, yeah. So his episode's out. I really want to get on it, seeing how he's my favorite of the four. But goddamn, I haven't done that. There's I'll, so much to do this year. He looks like Adam Jensen. Well, like taller bleached hair yeah and i don't know he's cool <laughs> no it's just i don't know any of the characters because i haven't played any of it 15 so yeah no they're all great it's hard to pick favorites to be perfectly honest um and i would love to play the fishing thing but i think it's vr only i could be wrong about that but if I it if it is so. that sucks yeah i'm like god and damn it now there's a mobile game too i saw commercials for it. there's a 15 mobile game yeah, th- that's a money grab. I can't imagine it's any good. <laughs> well, I mean, l- Doug, let's let's be blunt here. Fifteen was a money grab with how much advertising they did for other shit. There's a whole cup noodle commercial with yeah, all like the uh, characters cut in. Yeah, so I mean, granted, like I'm sure a lot of people put a lot of time and effort and really care about these characters, but uh, is it just Sony that does Final Fantasy? Is it an, an, or an Square Enix? Square Enix. 
they know how to recap their losses for a big budget game like that. They're like, great, you guys can do whatever. Just be aware, we're going to sell the shit out of it. Like, product placement everywhere. But that's okay if you want to, like, to have as big of a budget as you guys want. If not, you're going to have to trim some corners. And the character Cindy, I believe her name is. I haven't played in a few months, but uh, she's mm-hmm. the one that's got her boobs hanging out. They're like, they got the whole sex sells vibe thinking like, oh, people are going to want to buy this game to learn more about her. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason she was like the first character shown in any trailer preview. Right, exactly. So, so they're smart. They know how to sell a game. Yeah. but And it's a great game. I love it. It's fantastic. I got to get back to it and play New Game Plus and all that kind of jazz. But currently... Um, for Christmas, I did get a game and some other cool shit. I got a Raised by TV t-shirt, which I was super hype about. Um, like, I love that podcast. I got a Bob Ross Chia Pet, which is going to go <laughs> in my office. So I'm really hype about that. It's his afro that's like the plant. It looks super cool. Yeah. And then what else? I got a bunch of gift cards and random stuff, like one being to the Nintendo eShop. So I got 20 bucks there. I don't know what I, what I want to get, but it, obviously on the Switch... Some kind of indie game. I was thinking Axiom Verge, even though I've already played it, but <laughs> it'd be it. fun. I know, but it'd be fun to play on the Switch. Like, ah, oh, the Switch is excellent. I was going to say, sure. the uh, Nintendo eStore is where I got uh, Monster Hunter 4 for like 12 bucks because it was like on the Black Friday sale. So Damn. Like, they get some pretty good. I mean, granted, 4 came out like a few years ago, so maybe it's just, you know, they sell it at whatever price they can to make any profit. But like, they can get some good deals on there, so. Definitely. Um, I'll have to get on there. I haven't really checked it out. I'd recommend Splatoon if you can get it cheap, and like if you can afford it with all the gift cards. Uh, well, I got Splatoon 2, but I just haven't really oh, gotten okay. around to playing it that much yet, and I really do want to give it some more time and attention. I, what I did play, I enjoyed, but like, yeah, yeah, got to give uh, it more time. Then Snipperclips, if you don't have that one already. All right. And I was at a Best Buy today, and I was just browsing and shit, and I saw Arms is still going for 60 bucks. I'm like, oof, that's tough. I saw there's a new character for it. I thought they said they weren't going to release any more content. Yeah, I thought that was like a sinking ship. And I was just like thinking, well, it's probably at $60 because they need it all. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe there's like, maybe the article is like no new content after 2018. But they already had this character in the works. So, but yes, yeah, Arms will be. no longer receive content updates. So huh. I don't... Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know what's going on with that game, but yeah, new character, and it's still still selling it that high, so. The only other game that I would really, I think, be interested for Switch is uh, Dragon Ball Z Xenoverse 2, I think it is. Either Uh, way. Oh, wait, no? Really? Uh, I don't know. I love Dragon Ball Z. It's gotta be good. I don't, I, it's probably the only real Dragon Ball Z game available on Switch, so. Well, on Switch, yeah, but it's that's just like an MMO esque one, the Xenoverse ones, um, and it's oh. fun. You can make your own character and stuff, but like it's that tail end of the Tenkaichi Budokai franchise, where it just it's just button mashing until you build up enough charts to your crazy ultimate. Like with <laughs> the custom characters, you can get all the powerful, like the strongest moves of every character in one body, so you just get like a super powerful attack that uses up one bar of key. Then like one that uses up two bars and then three bars and four bars. So that way you can do like an ultimate finisher move at any level, like any power level. So it can just get real bloated and messy because it's just been around for so long. Like all the characters and all the franchise and history combined into one game. That's why people are kind of excited about uh Dragon Ball uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, is because they're like they're slimming it down. They're just keeping the core stuff, like Frieza, Cell, Androids, Boo. And not going into like the crazier extended stuff. But yeah, I definitely want to play Dragon Ball Z on the Switch. Like it's just like an itch that needs to be scratched. But it's like kind of pricey, and I don't think I want to like use the gift card on the eShop for that because like a digital download of that's probably pretty big, and I'm not sure what the stock storage is on a Switch. So that one yeah. might be one I want a cartridge for. Yeah, especially since it's like an MMO. Like it's gonna have a lot of stuff. Oh God. I would see if Dragon Ball Z, uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z is on the Switch, and maybe just hold off until that. Yeah, I'll I'll have to check that out, and I I do want to get around to playing the beta for that, so we'll see mm-hmm. on PS4 at least. Um, speaking of PS4, the other game, the actual game that I got for Christmas, and you're gonna be like, uh, this is gonna be controversial amongst the podcast because I'm like, storm? no, I'm <laughs> I'm really getting back into this, and I'm like hyped for it again. 
Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 and 2.5 remix. And I'm hype as fuck because it's like literally everything in a game. It's like, it's got Kingdom Hearts Final Mix. So like already, I don't think I've played a rendition of Final Mix. But one thing, even I started it up and I started playing the first game, obviously, because I'm going to play it sequentially. And oh, I dude, it's going to be 2018. It's going to be Kingdom Hearts for me. It's going to be ridiculous. And I hope by the time I'm done playing (laughs) all this shit, it's ready. And it's like, here it it is. Oh be. god! It's just you're saying like all these games, like oh I got to get back up in this. Oh I got to finish this game, and it's all like the longest games. Like yeah, this of is this gonna year. be the time sink of the world. But I'm gonna have so much fun reliving it because it's been a few years since I've done it. Like although I've played the hell out of these games, so it's like very like reminiscent. I know exactly what to do. But one thing playing Final Mix right off the bat that I noticed in the like super dream sequence where like you're picking the weapon that you have to build your character with, so. You either choose the sword, the wand, or the shield, and then you have to sacrifice one. And the thing is, I chose the shield because I've been told as you build your character, if you choose the shield, you'll have like more health and like a better defense as like you face like harder bosses. Because I'm playing on proud mode, like the hardest mode. And I I was also told that if you like sacrifice the sword or no, yeah, you pick the sword and sacrifice the shield. That's like the hardest way to go ever. And that's mm-hmm. what I normally do, but I I'm I went with the shield and as you're like finishing out the dream sequence and you have to like fight a couple heartless here and there and like then that giant one, I actually was using the shield as my weapon and that's something that never happened in the original Kingdom Hearts. You all no matter which one you chose, you use the sword or whatever and it was kind of interesting. Um hmm. but yeah, it was kind of weird how that's different. I'm eager to see what other little like slight differences are in the final mix and stuff. But yeah. super hype for the trophies. That's really why I'm doing it, to just get all the trophies for a game <laughs> that I adore. And But okay, back trophies. to what's included in this game. It's like fucking jam-packed. There's six things. Kingdom Hearts Final Mix, Kingdom Hearts Re-Chain of Memories, and I'm like kind of not looking forward to that because I played that a shitload too. <laughs> and it's the one with card-based battle, and it's like a oh, goddamn yeah. pain in the ass. I don't know. I remember initially playing it on Game Boy Advance, beating the shit out of it. It was fun. And then it was like remastered on PlayStation 2 and I was like, "Oh my god, I played it there." I I think I even played it on PlayStation 3 cuz I had Kingdom Hearts 1.5 on PlayStation 3 for a little bit. And then and here I am. Oh god, I'm a fucking lunatic. But I am going to replay that. Um, Here's the thing, next, Doug. If you don't want to play that one, you don't have to. I'm probably going to skip it, but I do need the <laughs> trophies. I need them. Jeez. It's like SpongeBob with the water meme. I need it. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts 358 over two days uh, is it's not the game, but it's the HD remastered cinematics. So it, that's uh, I love that game, but I'll, it'll be cool to like relive like the movie quality of that, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Next is Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix, which I'm really hype about. Uh, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep Final Mix, which I was always pissed because I'm like, oh man, I need to own a PSP just for Birth by Sleep. And then here I go, I can finally play it on ps4 so that's exciting although for a little point in my life i did own a psp and i played birth by sleep briefly Mm -hmm. but not enough to like beat it or anything but it was really cool so i'm excited to play that with a controller not a psp yeah that's the one with terra and like aqua and like roxas but he goes by a different name right yeah is his name ventus or something like that i think so yeah Yeah. because i played that one and i remember picking aqua like just for no real reason and then finding out, like, oh, she's the hardest, like, because it's all magic. Oh, so, yeah. Terra's apparently, like, just physical strength, so he's easy. Ventus, or Roxas, whatever you want to call him, is, like, balanced, so he's, like, medium. And then she's hardest because it's all magic-based. And I got, I remember getting to the final boss and just being like, screw it. I don't care enough to grind at this thing and really put in the time. Oh, man, I love Kingdom Hearts. And that's the thing. I, I It seems like that'll be essential to, like, understanding Kingdom Hearts 3. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but yeah. that remains to be seen because it I'm- remains to be seen if that game's going to come out. <laughs> and then uh, the last uh, other HD remastered cinematics is Kingdom Hearts Recoded, which honestly I'm surprised is a game because Kingdom Hearts Coded, if I'm not mistaken, was like a phone game, like early, early on when phone games like the- were so primitive, this game was like not even fun. Like, And it was probably just like, 
a retelling of the original Kingdom Hearts 1 story, which like a lot of these offshoot games are like Rechain of Memories is like, oh, you forget everything, re-fucking fig- replay it and remember it. It's like kind of ridiculous how like played out this franchise is with like reusing content. Um, but so I don't know. the guy who's going to play all the games. God for the damn it. Time. I know I'm, it's hypocritical or however ironic, whatever. But I, I love this franchise, so I'm excited. And then today, that was a gift. Today I picked up Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Pro Jesus. Final Chapter Prologue, and I feel like I can't even say that with a straight face because I'm like Jesus Christ, you bastards! But the cool thing is, it's three magical experiences. Uh, we get to play Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance HD, which I'm super hype about because that was another one. I'm like, oh god damn it, I need a, a 3DS just to play Dream Drop Distance. Not anymore. And then this also includes Kingdom Hearts Z- 0.2 Birth by Sleep, a fragmentary passage. So it you says a new Listen. adventure in the dark world, and it looks like you play as Aqua. I'm not quite sure, but it's like a, a little like Birth by Sleep DLC or some shit. Uh, next, what are you going to say? You're the like, next Kingdom Hearts game you talk about, I'm just going to walk away until you're finished reading the title, because <laughs> no, it's going to be like two hours later. No, 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 this is the last one. And The titles this, get longer with each game! This one's actually just another HD cinematic thing, so it's just like a movie, but it's Kingdom Hearts X back cover, and I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? So, like, they've gone so far above my, like, over my head that I'm like, I don't even, what the fuck is this anymore? that I'm excited to go through each one individually and then be able to look at the franchise as a whole and be like, does any of this shit make sense? No, I hope, it doesn't. I really hope it does. So I'll be able to tell you guys by the end of 2018, probably, because it's going to take a fuckload of time. Just the whole, what's the name, Anthem and Xehanort and Riku? Just that. Just t- Doug, explain to that. Explain that to me. See if that makes any sense. Just that, those, like, three or one character, whatever that is. All right, well, this we're going into spoiler territory, but, like, so the thing is, this guy named, uh, and see, I'm rusty on this because I haven't played it in years, but if I'm not mistaken, this guy, the guy that we know as Ansem is actually a guy named Xehanort, and his, like, apprentice was named Ansem, and, like... You already lost me. You already lost me. Yeah, it's, like, confusing shit like that, and then something happens, and they're both bad guys, and I don't know. I fucking forget. I have to replay the games. Maybe ask me that a year from now, and then we'll, like, look back and laugh at how terrible my explanation was. Well, I'm not blaming your explanation. I'm saying the story itself. Like, don't try to make sense of the whole story if we can't even make sense of three characters. Or one character, whatever it ends up being. Like, it's just insane. Yeah, a lot of it, I'm not sure if it's supposed to make sense, but... God damn it! There better <laughs> why be wouldn't it there, make sense? there better be answers in Kingdom Hearts three. That that would help, and that's probably why it's taking like twelve years for them to figure it out. They're like, oh god, we can't pull the trigger on any of this. I mean, it's it, you buying more Kingdom Hearts, so it's not like as controversial. It's like AJ buying Overwatch for his mobile phone somehow, like buying it again on another console he doesn't need it for. Like yeah. it's just it's what you do. I don't. I'm not surprised by it, and I'm not I'm a like, sucker. I get yeah. it. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, it's not controversial, it's just, it's what you do. Yeah. It's like basically. a dog digging a hole, it's what they do. God damn it, but it feels good to have HD 1.5, 2.5, and 2.8, so I'm gonna be busy with Kingdom Hearts this year. Get ready, people. I will say, like, some of the earlier Kingdom Hearts, like, one, like, that definitely needs an HD, like, remastering if you want to play it recently. Those graphics do not hold up at all. Dude, already just the small, like, uh, prologue or whatever you want to call it. Like, I got to, like, the opening intro sequence. Like, it's, yeah. it's already beautiful and I'm hype as fuck to play it. Replay it. <laughs> Again. Re, re, replay it. <laughs> Recoded. Re, chain of yeah, memories. Jesus. God damn it. Um, okay. And then there's one thing I forgot to bitch about last episode, uh, the Christmas episode. There's, like, all sorts of, like, Christmas songs and people, there's certain people that I've run into that are very, like, choosy of like oh i only like the classics and like certain new (laughs) ones like really suck and i can i can relate like certain new ones really do suck and i'm gonna point out a couple that i heard on the radio like a thousand times this year that i was like please make it stop and also listener of the show pat johnston he's been on our show a few times he's the pat from the melting pat he 
I told him about this off air and he was like, oh man, there's a music video. You got to check this out. So I'll give you his feedback on the music video. It's absolutely fucking hilarious. Um, but all right. So the song itself though is by a lady named Elizabeth Chan. Sorry, you might be a nice lady, and this song <laughs> this song just rubs me the wrong way in the wrong. It's just so it's terrible. All right, I feel like this lady had three words that rhymed, and she said, "I can capitalize on making a song for Christmas that everyone's gonna play and be like, yo, this is real good, and I'm gonna make mad mad cash off this.' But it's actually trash. Like I don't know, maybe <laughs> I'm just like a snobby musician, and I'm like over analyzing this. But what? I swear to God, it's three words that rhyme. Something about uh dancing with the ghost of christmas past and like it's just it's terrible like it's really doesn't make any kind of sense and the hook is just annoying as fuck and then it gets to the point in the song where it seems as if she's quite literally run out of lyrics and just starts singing holy night in the middle of the fucking song i'm like what the fuck is this bitch doing so i don't know i'm just not a fan of that song and then me bitching that badly to the pad about it he was like oh well this music video you gotta check it out and i'm like oh i don't know if i want to he's like I can summarize. It makes as much sense as the song. Guy delivers pizza. Apparently doesn't make a lot of money or something. Argues with his lady. Puts money in a shoebox under the bed. Leaves to play poker with gangbangers. Girl is sad. Pukes. Passes pregnancy test. Dude is still playing poker, being a shitty delivery guy. Comes home. Puts an ornament on the tree. Goes back to play cards. Wins a big pot. Gang dude pulls a gun. Guy's life with his girl flashes before his eyes. Then, then he gets shot. Kids grow up. Years later, opens the ornament to find a diamond ring. Girl cries. Finn. Nice. Yeah, so it's a fucking stupid video and a stupid song, so I had to bitch about it. So if you like it, <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. And I'm the cynical one. Oh, I'm sorry, it's so bad. <laughs> I mean, it's Christmas music. Of course it's bad. It's completely commercialized now. You That's just like throw one Christmas- of the worst examples. Ugh. They're all the worst examples because they're all equally as bad. I, you just I throw Christmas and Santa into a song, and it's guaranteed five uh, fifty thousand views on YouTube. You're going to get some mon- money off of it, even if it's just from the studio. I tried watching the video you were talking about, the song you were talking about, and immediately I noticed on the recommended list, it's like, "Hey, would you rather watch the opening to Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood?" And I was like, "Hey, I would rather watch that instead of this." So I made it about like two seconds into your song. Before I already gave off. Yeah, no, it's a not a good one. So I'm not recommending it. But if you want to put yourself through some garbage, go check it out. Um, and then I mean, one thing we you really sound. This is a random one. I don't know. Oh, there's another song that's like really bad. It's like Santa Santa's coming to get us or something. It's like do da 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 do da da da, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then the lyrics are literally like Santa's coming for us, and I'm like, it makes me think like. Maybe I've been playing too much Drug Lord, but, like, it's like Santa's coming for us. Like, what, you owe him money or something and he's out to get you? They're gonna break your legs. Yeah. Pop you in the kneecap. Um, but yeah. Uh, and, and then another random last thought on Christmas music. I think we've also talked about how, like, fuck and shit in the English language can be used in so many varieties of ways. Apparently, I didn't realize, like, Christmas was, like, a verb as well. Because, like, in some of the songs, it's like, oh, Christmasing with you. And I was like... Chris, what's Christmasing? How do you? I'm, let's get one thing straight. Within the last like three decades or so, like thirty years or so, the English language has completely lost all meaning and credibility whatsoever. Anything yeah, becomes I anything. Think like, emojis are in like the dictionary or some shit. <laughs> yeah, the the acceptance of slang into common common usage and like into actual vernacular has become so quick now. And so adaptive, like, with the internet and with people talking in, like, text speak, like, people saying LOL out loud. And if you say LOL out loud in front of me, I will snap your neck like a baby bird. I will just, because I cannot stand that. BRB. Mm, All right, I'm back. I'm going to fly back to Pennsylvania just (laughs) just to snap your neck. Um, But, like, people are just accepting that so quickly now that, like, everything is becoming slang. Like, if you watch, like, any kind of sitcom recently, you'll notice almost... Every character tries to have some sort of, you know, slang, cool, hip word. And it's not just like a sitcom catchphrase. Like, they try to just make up, like, a lot of verbs. Like, a lot of turning nouns into verbs that weren't normally verbs or adjectives and stuff. And it's it's really uncomfortable in a lot of them. Like, oh, I, used to watch, I used to watch Ner- New Girl because it was actually funny, uh, except for Zoe Deschanel. 
Literally everyone else is good in that show except for her. Um, but like in recent seasons, everything they say, they try to make it into like a catchphrase almost, and it's really uncomfortable. That just makes me think of a future where like sitcoms and everything, you know how there's like closed captioning if it's muted or for like uh, yeah. d- deaf people. It's like just it's going to be to the point where like the the line on TV is like, what are you doing? And it's just like going to be closed caption and like W-U-T, like what you like oh. the letter U and then just like doing D-O-I-N. It'll be like terrible. Like, oh, man. Like, yeah, like text, like Internet. Yeah, slang, like exactly. Like AIM days. Yeah. Lead My, speak mixed in. I had a buddy who would try to make his own all the time. He was like, we we're talking about something. He's like, oh, yeah, uh, the thing over there is blue. But he would just say B-L-U. What what is this? He's like, it's like it's the color. I was like, no, you can't just randomly take letters out of the word and expect me to know this. Like, what are you doing? That's like that's the trend though. It's just shortened words. Like, what's the situation? Like, what's the sitch? Well, that's from Kim Possible. So that's, oh, that's, really? Yeah. Did you not oh. watch Kim Possible? No. Ah, uh, it was actually a really good show. Like, it holds up. So, but yeah, it's. I mean, hell, we use Slack like to organize a podcast for anyone who doesn't know. And we got a little Slack bot that pretty much just it writes out what all the acronyms are because you and Matt use acronyms all the fucking time and I have no idea what they mean because I yeah. actually write out all the words. What's the one that always pops up? Works for me, WFM. Yeah, why don't you just write out works for me? You're the one complaining about the slang, but you're the one using it so much. Yeah, no, I I, I don't know. It's easier. <laughs> exactly. That's why everyone does it. TTYL. <laughs> no. Go ahead, tit. What? Talk to you later. <laughs> oh. God damn it. I'm like 75, dude. Like It's it's fair. Um, uh. Any other games that we've been playing, or is there like kind of newsy stuff? Uh, a bit of newsy stuff. Uh, just to show that all uh, reviews are absolute bullshit and just unreliable whatsoever, uh, Polygon reviewed PlayerUnknown Battleground, because, you know, it's on Xbox now. It got the yeah. full release. And it gave it a 10 out of 10. Saying no. it's it's perfectly imperfect game, so they're acknowledging that it's an imperfect game, that it's not complete, and they're saying that's what makes it perfect. And fuck them, and fuck anyone else who reviews that game because it's still broken, janky, and early access. People are just sucking up the money and jumping on this bandwagon and riding it out. Yeah. That review has no credibility whatsoever. The game's not even finished yet. You cannot give it a perfect ten out of ten. That is impossible. And yeah, it's, it's just probably so the reviewer's unfair. favorite game at the time too, so they're biased. It's not it's not a review, it's just an opinion piece. I mean, granted, they all every review is an opinion piece. But like it's not analyzing whatsoever, it's just giving it a ten out of ten because it's the most popular game right now and they're just riding that bandwagon because I'm probably sure they're gonna they probably get a ton of views on any article that mentions PUBG. So they're just saying that to get people to keep coming back. And it's just I I, do, I the problem is I don't hate the game. I hate this like mindset that's around this game, acting like it's the greatest thing. When it's just so broken and unfinished still, and people are paying a lot of money and people are winning competitions to win money in a broken game you can't compete in a broken game that's like having a javelin contest and sawing all the javelins in half so when the uh, athletes throw them it snaps in half in the midair and you just see how far the broken javelin got like that doesn't make sense yeah I just hate it it's, it's just on the top of everyone's every game website's list like at least in the top three of every list this year it's PUBG it's PUBG it's PUBG the game's broken Sure, it's fun, but it's not a good game. Like, yeah, uh, I'd be I'd be interested to see like where it's at now, like with the full release, because like I never played it either way, but I know it started out pretty damn broken. But I would hope it's better now that it's a full release. But I I'm not, not optimistic. It's the same thing happened to H1Z1 and Ark and all those other games where they were going to fix the stuff, but then they saw how much people were playing it already and were like, all right, they're fine with playing it as broken as it is. Let's focus on new content to keep them around. And that's all they do. They just build more and more new content instead of fixing the old stuff. So it's just an endless broken game that just expands forever. Like, this is the problem with all the early access games that get popular. Yep. And it's just, like, it's fine if people are having fun with it. It's fine if people are willing to pay 30 bucks for it or whatever. But, like, don't say it's the game of the year or, like, the best game or give it these awards. And, I mean, it's just insane. It irritates the hell out of me because it's just going to further encourage the early access culture of like releasing games half-assed and like not done yet just to make money as soon as possible yeah that's the idea oh i hate it i just have to get that off of my chest because it's just i'm seeing it more and more with the end of the year and it's just so infuriating 
Oh, also, news-wise, uh, Nexus Mods, which is, like, the biggest modding uh, company? Site? Community? I'm not sure yeah. what you want to call them. But they're the ones that do a ton of the mods, like, especially for Steam games and stuff, so, like, Skyrim and Fallout and XCOM, and, like, that's the place you go. That's just where all the mods are and is the easiest, if they aren't integrated into the game itself. Uh, but they're introducing a new sort of donation-type system for the mod creators so they can actually start getting money back for all the effort and time they put into the mods they make. So they tried doing something before, back in, like, 2015, I think it was. But it was, like, a weird point system where the modders would get... Everything would be voted on, and the most voted stuff would get different tiers of points. And then the points could be exchanged for stuff in the Nexus store, or it could be just cashed out into, like, PayPal accounts. And it just did not work at all. And it was just a huge mess. And it kind of had a pseudo-scandal, but, you know, once people stopped doing it, the scandal stopped, so. Okay. Um, and then Bethesda has a creation club mod portal thing. And it's kind of hiring, instead of, like, the creators getting paid, like, customers buying the mods and then that money goes right to the creators. The mods are or the creators are kind of getting paid as, like, external contractors for Bethesda. Like, so they're kind of, like, freelance contractors for Bethesda, and they're getting paid from them. Huh. But there's still, like, weird things going on. Like, there's a lot of details that go in on that, so it's not as, you know, easy and simple as uh, people hope it to be. Um. So, yeah, Nexus Mod is doing donation-type stuff to try and help it, because they do what the mod creators to be paid because they do put a lot of time and work into this. So they are hoping to give him back some. And I think they were saying they're willing to, you know, just drop this system and shut it all down if Bethesda really wanted to, or at least drop it for Bethesda games. And hopefully if the system works, they'll keep it going for other stuff. But it's, it's good to see that they're still trying to keep the modding community, you know, sustainable and like able to do it without having to, commit full time to creating a mod versus take two which is a uh, rockstar and grand theft auto is like parent company are uh discontinuing mods altogether and like trying to sue the modding tool like the people that created the modding tool for it so it's good to see there are people in the gaming community not total pieces of shit against mods yeah that's good and it makes me think of like people like trying to get into the gaming industry like maybe you start out like just as like modding and stuff and like hey it could like maybe be like a resume booster to be like i got paid by bethesda for doing like mods you know oh i'm sure i i don't know the exact numbers that i'm sure that's probably like backroom hush hush stuff but i'm sure there's plenty of people that started out just making mods off games and then they're like hey this is a really good mod let's hit this guy up and maybe he could be hired on as an actual game developer right yeah that's pretty cool yeah so like it's really great and like undeniably mods have kept grand theft auto online alive like it came out five years ago and or close to it. And the only reason it's still as active as it is, is because of mods. So the idea that they're trying to shut them down is insane. And same with, uh, like XCOM too. I'm sure that's still going pretty strong because you can put in crazy characters and stuff that people custom mod. Like when I first started that game, uh, I had like half of my team was like characters from Mass Effect. The other half were clone troopers. And I think two of them were just like random people. I forget who they were, but it was just like, I think it was like Chuck E. Cheese and something, you know, Chef Boyardee <laughs> or something. Like, you can just do crazy stuff and it's great. So, I don't know why they would discourage it because the executives at the higher end, at the parent companies at the high end stuff, think that modders are copying the game and then selling it themselves as their own game with the mods. It's like, no, that's not what they're doing at all, you fucking idiot. Yeah. So, it's just so infuriating to see them like come down on certain stuff. But hopefully, hopefully, if this doesn't work, Hopefully this is a good like sign of progression, like that at least Nexus Mods wants to keep the work going and like wants mods in the game community as much as they can. So That's good. Yeah. Uh yeah, nothing else. That's about it. A lot of good games this year. Yeah. A lot of like fucking crazy. Sorry, I'm just looking at like a list and just seeing like everything that came out and just Let's like, before we wrap it up, let's like give our thoughts on like what was our maybe top three of the year. Ah, oh, fuck. Um, Cuphead. That's definitely up there, just because for the style, and it's not the most fine-tuned gameplay. Like, there's definitely parts where it bugged out a bit. But just, like, the amount of work and effort and energy, like, nine years, I think, and both guys remortgaged their houses over it, and 
Uh, it's all hand animated. Like from an animation standpoint, I got to give it that. Like just because I'm a big animation nerd. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know. Little Nightmares that came out this year. Shit, I didn't even play that one. But like, I've heard so much. Just Sonic Mania came out. Uh, Samus Returns. Oh my god, there's so many good games. Uh, there's one that came out recently. Gor Gorogia. G O R O G O A. It came out December 14th, and apparently it's incredible. Like, I've heard just amazing things about it. It's a little, neat little puzzle game. I think it's on Steam and, uh, mobile. So you can play it on your phone. But it's just like, that's supposed to be really good. And like, that just came out like a week ago. So like, there's still good games coming out. <laughs> we got Didn't like f- Mass Effect and Andromeda come out, and you're a big hey, Mass Effect guy. We don't we don't talk about that uh, one. That one really? No one was. I didn't even buy. It. I didn't even play it. Uh, I am. When that was coming out, I saw the trouble it was having just in development alone, and I'm just like, the trilogy's its own thing. Mass Effect one to three is its own separate thing, a different team, and what I enjoyed at that is going to be it's going to stay there. It's not going to be corrupted by Andromeda. And then when Andromeda came out, I just heard, you know, nothing but bad things about it. I was like, all right, I just won't play it then. Like, I was going to give it a shot, but I've just heard nothing but bad things about it. So I just avoided it altogether. And I don't know, I feel better off for it. I don't regret yeah. it. Uh, the Sexy Brutal, that's supposed to be incredible. Uh, that's like a crazy puzzle, like murder mystery time sync game. Like you have reverse time and stuff. Um, God, Yakuza Zero. Jesus. There's so right. many good games. But do you have a top three or not really? I think I just formulated mine if you need some more time. Uh, yeah, go ahead. All right. So that's the thing. There was one coming in fourth place that I was like, oh, man, how did it not make it? But if we're doing top three, I got to go Horizon Zero Dawn because, like, God damn it. It's just like it's a masterpiece. It's one of the most incredible experiences ever. It really well thought out game. Just absolute masterpiece can't recommend it enough i platinumed it like almost like within a week or two i was just like on a roll could not Mm -hmm. stop playing that game it's so good and i'm grateful that there's dlc so they're continually putting shit out and it's just a franchise i hope there's more games in the future like aloy she's super interesting i love it it's it's a great world great story great experience coming in second would definitely be and this is almost what I went with was first is Life is Strange Before the Storm. This ah, fucking, dude, this fucking game. Ah, this fucking game was so good. I almost like it it was close because I'm like it was such a the way it all wrapped up too. I had a good ending and it just made me like I oh man, it was fantastic. Dude, except, except after the credits are done rolling, there's like a super disturbing scene that's just like, "Oh yeah, that's what happens to Rachel fuck." But it's like uh, <laughs> That's the thing. I I talk to like people playing it, and they're like, "Oh man, this is great! I love these characters." And it's like you remember what happens, right? And yeah, just, yeah, just the, that's the, the disappointment sink ever. into their face, and just oh no, it's just like ah oh, yeah, I love. <laughs> I, love I know. So it's, I kind of feel bad. Like I feel like mad at the people being like, "Why do you develop these characters <laughs> more and make you me love them this. more?" The I fans did, asked for it, dude. That's it was why. really compelling. The writing. I have a lot of questions actually. So whatever we get around to the spoiler cast for that, like I'm eager to talk to Judge Greg <laughs> and the other people, like Mark and shit. Some fucking interesting shit went down. Like, dude, the climax was fucking nuts. So I, I love that shit. Had to make my top three. So life strains before the storm, no doubt. And then coming in at third, and this is like controversial, but I'm gonna go with. Breath of the Wild over Super Mario Odyssey, and I'm gonna like I guess like special mention award to Super Mario Odyssey because it almost made it. It really deserves it. It's one of the best games I've ever played. But like Zelda's so expansive, and I haven't beaten it just yet. So maybe maybe after I beat it, I'll have a different opinion. But as of right now, what I've played of Zelda, I'm like this game is so expansive, so well thought out, so enjoyable. It, I don't know. It's also my first Zelda, so maybe that's kind of making me... Your first? Uh, other than Link to the Past on Game Boy Advance, and, like, I barely remember it. So, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. But it's I mean, fantastic. It feels like Skyrim, but, like, different. Yeah, well, I kind of feel bad now, because it's going to kind of spoil it for, you, for the rest of the Zeldas. Like, you're going to have this, you know, level of expectation of quality from the other Zelda games. And 
I'm only like, gonna really play the them the ones moving forward. Like unless there's like ah. really good HD remasters and shit. I'm not sure. I think there might be, but uh, I know Majora's Mask is on the 3DS, so that got an update. Uh, Twilight Princess was on the Wii and GameCube at the same time. Um, it might have gotten an HD release, but honestly, I think it'd still be good. I think the graphics would still hold up. That's my favorite one, Twilight okay. Princess. Good to but know. I know I'm, I think I might be in the minority of that. Like, it's not like a bad one. It's just not most people's favorite. Um, most people pick Ocarina of Time just purely mis- nostalgia. If you play it now, if you like anyone has played it recently, it's, there's some real tough parts to get through, like not difficulty wise, just it's not developed well and it's not designed too well at times. But it was just such a trailblazer for like 3D action adventure games. Like it, there's no denying it has a special like pillar in the gaming museum, like of gaming history. Like it definitely broke a lot of new grounds. But I wouldn't say it's a flawless game by any stretch. Yeah, and that's the thing. Uh, like I mentioned, Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey. I forget already what we were talking about earlier, but everyone's giving shit like t- solid ten out of tens. Like these games are good, but w- I wish we had a better way of scaling it, other than just like wildly biased opinions. Well, so, I mean, every review site's bought out by someone or gets some payoffs or gets free copies. Like you're always going to be biased, even if you don't get a free copy. Say if someone's like, "Hey, can I give you a free copy?" and you say no, now you're already kind of a little biased against them. Because they tried to buy you off with that free copy, and you have a little bit of resentment, right? You, so, like, there's you can never have a, a pure, unbiased opinion. So that's why I say, just for any kind of information, get as many sources as you can. Don't just rely on one source. So, but yeah, I, every, when Odyssey came out, everyone's giving it ten out of ten, and just after watching like twenty minutes, I'm like, it's definitely good, but I can see bugs, like I can see problems. It's not perfect, but it's because everyone was reliving the nostalgia of like. It's Mar- it's Mario sixty four like for the new age. It's amazing. It's like calm down, relax. Like take those nostalgia goggles off. Look at it, you know, objectively. There's definitely issues with it, but it's it's still good. Yeah, I think what makes it even qualify as a ten out of ten possibility game is the fact of how they introduce like new mechanics with the hat and all sorts of like really cool, interesting ways of interacting. Like I remember even feeling that way about the Galaxy uh, set of games. They both it was just like wow you interact with the world so differently and they really utilize the puzzles in a unique and mind-bending, challenging way, but it's, like, not too hard. It's some. It's easy enough that your average anybody just jumping in can figure shit out and have fun with it and not get too frustrated. So, I don't know. It's but, definitely a solid game that deserves the credit, but not, like, yeah. people... Yeah, you're absolutely right. People are going in with way more expectation. Well, because everyone was, like, you know, holding out hope for so long about it, and it's, you know, the big Mario game for the Switch. It's, you know, the flagship for the console and the company, so it has to be good. So, but I don't even think it's that many new mechanics with all the hats and stuff, because Mario always did that with different suits and mushrooms and stuff. Like, in Galaxy, you got a bunch of different, like, you got a bee suit, you got a, uh, you became a boo and fly through, you became a cloud and a spring, like, he always did a bunch of stuff. Now it's just focused, now it's just focused on one part of his body instead of his whole body. So instead of a full body suit, it's just a hat. So, like, uh, you know, like you said, it's still good. Like, I could see it as being an easy 9 out of 10 if you want to do it on a scale. But, like, there's definitely flaws with it. Yeah, that's why I had to go with Zelda over that. I was, like, thinking about it the whole time, because I knew my other two, for sure. Yeah, I see Zelda at the top of most lists, and honestly, I'd probably have to agree with that. And I know some people just say it's, like, it's Witcher or Skyrim or... Assassin's Creed or Horizon Zero Dawn, like all those adventure games just with a Zelda skin. It's like, ah, you can make that argument, but there's also much more to that Zelda does that those others ones don't. Like, each yeah. one of those games has something unique to it. It's not just copy and paste. Like, Horizon does something different than Witcher. Witcher does something different than Assassin's Creed. Like, and they all do something different than Skyrim. Like, and you can't, there's no pure, obje- like, unique thing where that takes no inspiration from any other thing. Like, everything is built off other stuff especially in the gaming community. So, and I definitely think Zelda does a lot of new stuff that those other games can't, and I can definitely see why that's, like, the game of the year for so many lists. And I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that. I'd put that in the top three. Okay, well, that's I good. I uh, two, we, only, we need two more from you. And the one of the ah. things that you mentioned, though, uh, like, or I don't, you didn't mention, but it makes me think of it, a favorite aspect of Zelda Breath of the Wild is the cooking, because, like, all mm-hmm. the different ingredients and stuff, it's, like, cool because, like, you include this one that you know it'll like have like a warm effect. So then you like make some kind of potion that you can like 
run through like a cold frozen area without it affecting you. It's like so in depth and thought out. It's amazing. I love it. Well, that's got a lot of like similarities to Monster Hunter because you cook different meals in Monster Hunter and they give you different uh, buffs and stuff. Oh, it's, nice. It's not as nearly in depth as that. Like at least where I am in Monster Hunter right now, it's two foods for each category and then there's like five different categories of foods. So it's like 10 total. And it'll just give you like one or two or three buffs, but like that's it. Whereas Zelda, you can you know, do every ingredient you can find in the whole game. So, but even uh, Monster Hunter has the little cooking jingle, and then when the jingle's done, you know to uh, stop cooking, like to time it perfectly. Nice. So I can definitely see them pulling inspiration from that. But like that's fine that they did it, you know, in a unique way to themselves, and they even did it so you could skip it, so you don't have to sit through the whole jingle if you don't want to. Yeah. Um. God, Persona Five came out this year too. Holy <sighs> shit! That would be on Mark's list. It's, I didn't play it because, well, I was going to say I don't have the time, but I watched a full Let's Play of it, so clearly I did have that time <laughs> I watched it, but, like, I don't have a PS4 either, so that's why I didn't play it. But, like, that's, you know, it's not perfect, but, man, that's a real solid game. Uh, that's a really good one. Uh, if I had to boil it down to three, uh, I'd probably have to do Breath of the Wild, even though I didn't play it. Um, uh, I was actually looking at a Switch, and if I got it, I realize I'm like, the only game I really want to play is still Zelda. Yeah. Like the others, I could take or leave, like, it'd be cool if I got Mario, but I'm not stressing about it. But if I got a Switch, I'd have to get Zelda. Like, I would have to. It's the must-buy, without a doubt. And Mario Kart, if you're into that kind of thing. I am. Ooh, but, like, I got issues with anything above uh, Double Dash Mario Kart, because after that, they extend it from 8 players to 12, and anyone oh, but- from 8th to 12th place gets super items, and that's bullshit. It is, but uh, still, don't let that deter you because the maps are great, the character selection's great, uh, the yeah. items—it's uh, it's super cool. You customize your vehicle; it's dope. Uh, I've seen plenty of it, and like it does look fun. But like, that's something where I might not be able to separate the salt from like getting hit with three blue shells and like a star like right in a row. Like I, I would lose it. I lose oh, my mind. And on Switch, it's a deluxe one, so you can even play as Link. It's cool as fuck. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, Resident Evil Seven came out. God, that. That's an incredible game. Really? I, oh, shit. I, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, that came out this year. Oh, God. Just, like, the top ten of this year would be game of the year. Like, I've said it before, would be game of the year for any other year. So, it's it's incredible. Uh, if I had to pick a top three, though, I would do Breath of the Wild, Cuphead, and Near Automata. I was I, I was going to ask you about that, because I'm like, I, I was going to say, you were pretty into that one. I would say... The story for it was kind of overhyped and blown out proportion for me. Like, I, I, it wasn't spoiled for me, like the details, but people were just saying it's this incredible, like, mind blowing thing that changed the way they see the world and stuff. So, like, when I did play it, I was like, all right, I get that. Like, it's not what I was expecting, but like, I get it. Like, the, I'll, I'll say this, it's not much of a spoiler, but they said, like, oh, when you play it, you know, everyone knows you played through it multiple times. They said, like, the different uh, way you play it, like, changes the game entirely. And I was expecting on the third playthrough, I'd go from, like, a cyborg futuristic scenario to, like, a medieval fantasy one where I'm fighting dragons or something. Or, like, it's turn-based or, like, you know, command and conquer RTS strategy. Or like, I thought it would literally be an entirely different game. And it wasn't. Yeah, I remember so, that. Yeah, so that's why it was kind of overhyped for me. It's still an incredibly, it's still great. And uh, I'm sure there's there's a good amount of callbacks to the original Nier, or, like, the previous Nier that this is a part of, but not nearly enough to like stop you from playing this. You, I jumped in blind with this one, so it's very easy to just pick them and go. Uh, and it's platinum, and they just ah, they just do action right. I just really enjoy like that combat style. It's very reminiscent. Uh, it's Bayonetta. It's the same company that did them, or that they did. Uh, and it's very rev- reminiscent of God of War, which I'm just a big sucker for. So just like, I don't know, the combat just feels so good and smooth in it. I mean, the game's just gorgeous. Like, it's just stunning at times. And it's just... So many aspects of Nier are just very good and would hold up the game by itself if everything else was terrible. Like, that one aspect of it would hold it up and redeem it. But they have it for everything. So, yeah, I'd have to go, like, Nier, Zelda, and Cuphead as my top three this year. Sweet. Well, that's cool. I think that's going to do it for this episode and uh, this year. Um, let's do some plugs. Where can our listeners find you? Uh, ABTS, Brendan on Twitter. 
You can watch me swallow my own tongue on text, like I just did. Nice. And, listener, if you like our show, please give us a like or follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. Our handle's ABT Silence. Uh, we live stream the show on Fridays, usually, at 10 p.m. We might be changing that up to hopefully get Mark included and stuff, but uh, we'll keep you posted as the new year comes around. Um, but yeah, look forward to an episode on Monday. See you next year, listener. See you.